When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready for an all-new career adventure? Vaco is how organizations get the kind of talent solutions that they really need, whether it's bringing in a team to solve a specific business issue or finding the next team member. Only Vaco brings a head start, a new perspective, and a real commitment, and now they're looking for you to join their team. If you are either an experienced accounting and finance professional or a skilled techie in search of a new career opportunity, Vaco wants to hear from you. With a national and global presence and a culture built on freedom and autonomy, it's no surprise that Vaco has been named one of Inc. Magazine's fastest growing private companies for the past 15 years in a row. What are you waiting for? Professional adventure awaits. You can apply today at vaco.com slash helipod. That's V-A-C-O dot com slash helipod. And with that important message from our presenting sponsors at Vaco, we bring you the Helipod with MJD, getting you ready for week 12 and Thanksgiving games starting right now. All right, here we go. MJD in the house once again. Matthew Bubar. Yes. Our tremendous researcher, producer, making his uh, debut appearance in the 2021 season. Good to have you on board. Great to be here. Excited. Ready to roll. Well, you know, uh, MJD suggested we have you after his Bruins clobbered your Trojans. So do you guys want to just get that out of the way now? First of all, I did not do that. That I I said... Shellacking is more like This is weeks ago. I was wondering where you've been. Yes, sir. But you know what? I mean... You're a true man. Hey. You're a true man to come sit in the room. I don't hide. From a winner. From last year's defeat to this year's loss, I I, I'm I, here. I don't remember what happened last year. <laughs> not, happened to last many, year? not to many people. It was COVID. Everybody forgets. Yeah, well, no one cares about Correct. that. Correct. It's good to see the Bruins back at a bowl game for the first time in 30 years. I don't I, It's been a minute. It might have been. I don't first know. bowl games with Chip Kelly there. Was that three years? Uh, I think four, but no one's counting. Yeah, I don't. But I mean, hey, I don't know. Listen, it don't, doesn't I matter. I don't even know. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm one of those fans. Like, look, I'm, I cheer for the Bruins from afar. Um, I actually worked out yesterday with uh, Deshaun Foster, the running back coach <sighs> there, and they were excited so to have me there. And I told the kids, I only come around when you win. I'm not gonna lie, because I'm a winner. <laughs> That's right. So when you're losing, don't you're expect me to You're a front runner, dude. No, when you, you're listen, like Cam Newton. No, you're like Singletary. You want winners. Listen, no, I'm, no, I am a winner. <laughs> so when I was there, we won. And we'll continue to win, and I'll continue to win. But when you're losing it, there's no reason for me to come around. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Let's uh, let let's talk a little bit about what's been going on today. We're taping this on Tuesday. Uh, there was a report that came out in Patch.com, which is a community website. The twist here is from that it was a Pulitzer uh, Prize winning author who is a news reporter who now writes for Patch, I guess, in his uh, semi-retirement job or spare time. Anyway, he reported that Matt Nagy was told that he was going to be fired after their Thanksgiving game. The report has since been uh, refuted by a number of people, including uh, Mike Garofalo and Tom Pelissero and Matt Nagy himself. Um, So I I don't know if that's really a story, but I think uh, the writing's on the wall that eventually that's going to happen in Chicago. So there will be a head coaching job open there at some point. What did happen is the Giants have fired offensive coordinator Jason Garrett replacing him with with Freddie Kitchens, MJD. This is the thing. I don't know if it's the play caller. I don't know if it's the players. I don't know if Freddie Kitchens is the guy. I don't know what's going on in New York, to be honest with you. What I do know is no matter what plays you call, if it's not executed in the manner that it needs to be executed, meaning your quarterback can't lead the league in turnovers, interceptions, forced fumbles, since he's been in the league, there's no, I don't care who's calling the plays. That's not going to help. As a play caller, you didn't have Saquon Barkley for a year. You only had Saquon Barkley for a couple of games. Uh, Kenny Galladay, you didn't have him, right? Kadarius Tony was in and out. Uh, Sterling Shepard's not there. So to me, it's less about whoever the play caller is, even though he's not one of these innovative play callers in Jason Garrett. 
you still have a problem at the quarterback position who can't get the ball to his ball play, his ball his uh, playmakers. So I love all that, but but you don't think it's going to make a difference? No, he's still going to turn the ball over. That's what he did in college. Am I the only one that knows that? No, no he no. did. He did. I mean, but here's the thing: you always talk hey. about you always talk about. It's easier to judge guys when they're not surrounded by these great players. He wasn't surrounded by but great players. But he turned players the ball. This is the thing. And the, so I am I am one to say that. But there's also a saying that says, "Who you are on Saturdays, you will be on Sundays." <laughs> you know who the you know who the prime candidate of that is? Sam Darnold. Literally, the prime candidate of that that statement is Sam Darnold. That is the best example I can give you. He did the same thing at USC that he did in the National Football League. Same thing with Daniel Jones. Even to be honest with you, Patrick Mahomes, the same thing that he did at Texas oh, Tech. Oh, boy. I'm about to tell you. Let me tell you. All the scrambling around, throwing. He did all that at Texas Tech. Yep. What is he doing in the National Football League? The same thing. Winning Super Bowls and MVPs? He had, No, no question. He has done that. But then what has he done this year, though, when everybody kind of figured it out? He's coming around. They're coming around. He's hearing footsteps. He's seeing guys rush in who aren't even there right but, now. This, this, so, this is what I'm saying. This is what, what these guys are on Saturdays. Nine out of ten times is what they'll be on Sunday. Okay, nine out of ten, I'll give you that. But a perfect example of the polar opposite is Josh Allen, right? Like he completed really. like fifty-five percent. But that's of his but what is he doing? Right? He only had one year of completing more than that. But he also he also took such a huge jump for with completion percentage. But he and went right back down. down. He's back down to who he was. He's, he's let's be honest. Look at his completion percentage now. What what, what is he now? He's sec. He's second right now in terms of favorites to win the MVP. That, that didn't, I, I didn't ask you all that. I said, "What is his completion percentage?" Now you're giving me all this other stuff that I don't need. Well, it's because it takes me a minute to look it up, so I gotta like. He make could be. Some, he he was second. Now he's not. He can't be second anymore after is, the performance I he just, had against the Colts. I just looked it up today. Well, that's not. That's not. Well, that's because Kyler Murray's out. Well, who's the the front runner? Brady. Yeah, it better be. It Brady. should be Jonathan Allen or Jonathan Taylor, but neither here nor there. But look at his completion percentage now. Yeah. I guarantee you it's back to what it was before Stefan Diggs first got there. No, it's 65. That's exactly what it was. It was 60, what? It was like 63, well, his rookie year. What was his rookie year? He, I mean, he was in the 60s. He's. I mean, he's a career 63%. He's oh. now at about 66. He's just under 66. He went from 53 to That's 59 it. to 69 to 65. So That's he's it. had a slight regression. So he's year. going back to what he used to be. But he's, 59 to 69 is a massive jump. But that's because you, you you act like he just he just did this all by himself. No, no. He had help. He had help. He had a huge help. Sure. He had, he, and then they, they're still giving him help, and he's still going back. You're sounding a lot like uh, what from have you done for me lately, guy. Like, this is a week-to-week league. You know things change. This is a week-to-week league. Sometimes you rush for 150 yards and then you ran for 50. You're right. But, the, but you know what? You saw my play was consistent, though. Because I may rush for 50, but I might have gave you I might have given you 60 receiving. You was going to get 100 regardless. You was going to get 100 total yards regardless. I do remember I do remember that I believe since JT, uh, no, since Eckler had his nice moment, the last running back to have multiple rushing and receiving touchdowns in a game in the NFL, happens to be sitting in this room right now. I must give him the credit. Hold on, what? What? The Since last, the last running back in the NFL. So Austin Eckler had two rushing and two receiving this past Sunday against Pittsburgh. Right. The last running back in the NFL who did that is currently sitting in this room right now. That was the last one to have two receiving touchdowns and, that and was two in rushing touchdowns. Like correct. Correct. That is that, that is correct. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. I know. You know yeah. what we have right now around the NFL is we have what owners strive for every year. We have incredible parity yes. in the National Football League. 15 of the league's 32 teams hovering around 500. Either 4 and 6, 5 and 5, or 6 and 4. 25 of 32 are between 3 and 7 and 7 3. There's not a single undefeated team in the NFL. There's not a single team with one loss in the NFL. And now with an extra wild card spot, everybody's in it. Unless you're in Jacksonville, Detroit, you play for the Jets or the Texans. Everybody's still alive. But this is, but well, let's go back to what we were talking about, though. Because, like, we were, we were talking about Daniel Jones and the firing of Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to figure out who's to blame for this. Because someone has to be to blame for Daniel Jones. I, I called that game last night. He threw an interception... To a guy that was being blocked by a lineman. Yep. He did not play well last night. He de- he never plays well, though. 
He played well one time this year against I, the Saints. I think if one he, time he played well. Is I'm, that what we're gonna ban on? I'm trying to look at this as if he were the quarterback on my favorite football team and and look at the last three years and look at the injuries and look at oh, not having you're Saquon. Giving too many, you're giving too many. And so that's what I'm trying to, to he look. Was, he was drafted top 10. Yep. He was drafted six overall. You don't, you, you're drafted at that position to be able, if there is no Saquon, you have to be able to lead us. Well, at this point, as long as he's been in the league, you, you got to be able to make everybody else around you better. And yep. Daniel Jones is not doing it. He's actually Jones. made everyone worse. Yeah. And they've brought in, they've, I mean, granted, it was just this year they brought in Galladay, but it's not like he's had slouches around him. I mean, Sterling Shepard's a quality, quality wide receiver. He, but he Evan does, Ingram is still one of the best tight ends, route-running tight ends in the National Football League. You just can't get him the ball for some reason. It's bizarre because he's so physically gifted. Who? Ingram. Oh, no, Ingram. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought yeah. You, yeah, okay. Uh, but, even, but even this, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, and this is where I, I say you can blame Jason Garrett. Even when your quarterback struggles throwing the ball, he's an actually a really good runner. So yes. we would just I would just turn into Lamar Jackson. Yeah. We'd just be Lamar Jackson out there toting this rock, trying to figure it out. We're gonna be doing a lot of read option, quarterback power. We'd, you know, roll out fake quarterback power throw. We'd we'd go real college because that's what he that's where he excels at. Let's remember he had that eighty yard run against yep. the Eagles, yep. then he failed, right? So he's had a ton of success running the ball. He's been more of a runner than people like to give him credit for. I think that's where you blame Jason Garrett. Not well, calling those type of plays. He, and he's built plays. He's built more like Josh Allen. And remember what Josh Allen did his first couple of years. He was he's running still, all over the place he's too. He's still their leading, their leading rusher right now in the, for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. So in terms of the parody, I, I was just looking at this the other day and it's, it's pretty nuts. You're going to have one of these six or seven win teams that ends up in the Super Bowl, right? Because there's so much parody in the league. When you look back, right? The 0506 Steelers, they were 7 and 5 after 12 weeks. They went on to beat Seattle in the Super Bowl. Those two Giants teams, the first one in 0708 was 10 and 6. They were 3 and 5 at home. They went on to win the Super Bowl. They beat the undefeated uh Patriots. Road Warriors. And then yep. and then look at the the Giants back in 11 and 12. Wow, they were 9 and 7. They had a negative point differential went on to win the Super Bowl. Heck, even the Bucks last year, 7 and 5 after 12 weeks. And that was a team that got blasted by New Orleans middle of the season, thirty-eight to three. Can I can I give you a? a they quick lost to the nugget? Bears last year. Yeah, I'm gonna give yeah. you a quick nugget on uh, that Giants team, and it was you said eleven and twelve. This is what it was. Yep. yep. They the one thing that they did have, if I'm if I'm correct, I remember hearing this, is that they were the best two minute team at that, or it might have been the 07 team. One of the two. They were the best two minute team coming uh, going into the half and, and at the end of games. Which, if that's you can magic. score touchdowns, that's where it's over. That's the magic. If you, it's, I forget, God, it was something like 10, 12 years ago. They, gave, they came out with an unbelievable stat, and it was the percentage of your team winning if you scored any points, but preferably a touchdown in the last two minutes of the first half. Oh, my God. It, it's, this, it's this huge shift in, in win probability. And. That had to have made a huge difference for them at that time. So, so I think when you look at Tom Brady and you talk about the Bucks last year, that's where they excelled was at at, at the half. Yep. After that shellacking that they got from New Orleans, I want to say they lost to the Rams, and then they went mm-hmm. on a run. But anytime they had the ball before half, they were they were it was for sure points are about to be scored. It was a different team because they had so much experience. They just hadn't played together. The offseason was abbreviated, and you know Tom Brady made up for a lot of deficiencies on that team as he's going to do this year and. They're going to get healthier, obviously. Vita Vea is going to be back. You're going to get AB back after they, after he's healthy and they figured all this vaccination card stuff. Um, I guess my question to you would be this: You got the Cardinals uh, atop the NFL right now at nine and two. I think it's incredibly impressive that they went two and one without Kyler Murray with Colt McCoy at quarterback. They have a bye week. They're not going to be playing again until December fifth. And they're going to be in Chicago. Who knows who the head coach in Chicago is going to be by that time? Although mm-hmm. the Bears, I must say, have never fired a coach in midseason in a hundred years. They never stunk like this either, though. Um, they've been bad before. But but here here's what I'm wondering: How good do you feel like the Cardinals really are right now? Are are they're not the best team in football at nine and two? Are they? I know the record says they are, but the record isn't always what. Well, it you, says you have to remember this: They're playing the fourth seeded schedule in the NFC West, right? So they're playing the lowest. They're going to play, instead of playing the Bucks, they get to play um, 
Who the Falcons. The Falcons or, you know, so they're playing the lower teams that are struggling, right? So that that's going to help you. Uh, what I will say is they dismantled the Rams, who I thought was probably the more complete team, one of the most complete teams at the time. Um, who I like. like. Okay, so first of all, let me say this. You Do I think the Cardinals are the best team? No. I think the Vikings could be the best team. I think the Packers could be the best team. I think Tampa could be the best team. I think the Rams on a good day could be the best team. It doesn't matter because everyone's beating everybody. The Cardinals have just, again, like I said, they they had a, you know, they went to Tennessee and jumped on Tennessee and surprised them, right? Um, and from there, they kind of just play with confidence going forward. But eventually they're going to, it's going to catch up to them. They always, does it make, does it make sense? They always start fast. And then as the season goes on, they kind of dwindle down as well. So are you, are you buying Cardinal stock now or no? Is no. it, is it a buy or is, is it a hold or is it a sell? I'm gonna hold it. You're going to hold it. Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't know, but they're playing so well right now yep. without Kyler's like, Ooh, I'll give you two words while you buy them. Vance Joseph, their defense has been nails. Their defense has, has really, you know, with Colt, their their defense has really shown up at this point in time. I and, love Vance and it's nice Joseph, to uh uh-huh. But I don't I don't know. Like it's it's hard because, you know, I mean last year they didn't have Chandler Jones. He's back he's back causing yep. havoc and they're doing some really good things. But what do you but can this defense when this is the this is the key to a championship defense. When your offense is struggling, can you score? Have they scored on defense yet? Mm, not not as much and, as they'd like to. And that's sure. what you're looking for because eventually this offense is going to struggle. And when they do struggle, you're going to have to be able to one to put up points. And that's going to be the difference, right? I, I love yep. Vance Jones. I love what he's done there. And if I'm going to be nitpicky about it, it's dominating on defense. Is stopping people? Yes. But being that, what is it, the Baltimore Ravens in the 2000s mm-hmm. when, or the Pittsburgh Steelers in 08? They scored on defense. Yep. That was the difference, right? When Big Ben and them were struggling or when Trent Dilfer and them were struggling, they they were the ones to score points. I want to say there was a stretch there for the Baltimore Ravens. If you're going to talk about championship, right? Well, that's we one of the best defenses defense. of all time. But, but but remember, they went through a stretch where they didn't score a touchdown on offense for like three or four weeks. Yeah. And they won, I think they won three of, three of the four or something like that. So that's when you talk about championship defense, right? If you look at the Buccaneers defense, that's a championship defense. They can find ways to score. They score quickly too, right? If the offense struggles, they can find a way to score on defense, and they're getting healthier. Um, so, so those are the things. I, defensively, I to to Bubar's point, Malcolm Butler surprisingly retires before the season. Yep. Right. Uh, you have Byron Murphy stepping into that number one corner role. A lot of people outside the organization were concerned about the back end of that defense. He's been outstanding. Marcus Golden who's on a prove-it contract, has 10 sacks, eight in the last six games. They lost J.J. Watt. Chandler Jones has missed a couple of games. Uh, I I think they've overcome a lot of adversity on the defensive side of the ball in Arizona. I'm not saying they have. I'm just saying if you expect to win a championship, a good defense in the National Football League is not going to win you one. And that's what they are. They're a really good defense. Well, speaking of defenses, let's talk about this Patriots defense because – Exactly. This is a team now that has won five games in a row. But what are they doing defensively, Dan? Tell me what they've done. They take the ball away. And what do they do with it? Well, they score sometimes. They don't score all the time. They score on defense and special teams with an offense that struggles. When their offense struggles, they put up points on defense and special teams. That's why they can win. They are up by half a game on Buffalo right now. Uh, The Bills are the Super Bowl favorites five weeks ago. The Bills have now lost three of five. And the Patriots are doing... They're just doing it right. Josh McDaniels, say what you will, he's such a good offensive coordinator. They're they're a running team. They don't ask Mac Jones to do too much. And when he does do it, at least over these last five games, he's done it very well. He's had he's had five games with a passer rating of over a hundred. There isn't another rookie quarterback in the NFL that's had one game so, with a passer rating of over. So I was actually I got a chance to interview Jed Fish, um, the head coach of Arizona, when I called the the Washington State Arizona game. And the one thing that he said that really stuck out to me was when you're when you're the head coach and you're calling plays, you don't have to answer anyone, right? That's you just true. call you call your the plays you want to. You don't have to be like, oh hey Bill, should I call this, right? I think that is Josh McDaniels, right? When he was his own head coach, he was calling. He didn't seem like he was putting this type of game plan together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I feel like he's doing an awesome job 
But a lot of it is Bill's like, look, don't let this dude, he's playing well, but we're still not going to let him take the game over, right? We're going to win this game running the, running the ball and playing great defense. And you know what? When we need an exceptional an exceptional throw, we'll let him throw it in the red zone to Hunter Henry because that's who he's going to target. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's simple, right? And so they've simplified it for Mac Jones, but also they've they've still kept the they kept the clamps on him because sometimes when you have a quarterback like you said with this hundred uh, over a hundred passer rating, you start to feel yourself a little bit. And you're like, oh, he can let it rip, and that's when things go awry. They've done a great job of keeping everyone keeping it the the the, the cap on it. You know what I'm saying? And understanding this is how we're going to win games. I mean, you slapped the Falcons on Thursday night, right? Not only this, – this is the thing about their defense. Remember we talked about defense winning championships? Yep. When you play three quarterbacks, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, and they all throw picks, that's when you know your defense is rolling. Because it doesn't matter who's back there. Them dudes are just – like your guys are in position to make plays. And, you know, so happened Josh Rosen threw a pick six – which is the worst kind of picks you can throw. But everyone, I mean, it didn't matter. They had Atlanta's number from the beginning. Matt Ryan was getting pressured. Yep. Pick. Josh Rosen comes in, no pressure, pick. Then who is it, Felipe Franks? Felipe came, Bubba Franks. Yeah, he comes in there, <laughs> pick. They're like, that's the defense. When you want to talk about championship defense, that's what I mean. That's why I'm saying like the Arizona Cardinals are really good defense. But when you talk about a great defense that can win a championship, it's the ones that can score. So you're buying. It sounds like you're buying Patriots. Oh, I'm trailer. buying the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to drag the Bills. Really? Oh, I don't think it's going to be close. They still. They haven't played them yet. They still play. They still twice. have two. They gotta yeah, play, they, they still got to play them twice. They got to play them in week uh, in week thirteen and week sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, they play Buffalo twice in the next yep. four games. Yep. Um, you know, it was interesting with the Patriots going into this year because they shattered the NFL record for money spent in free agency. They spent 163 million dollars. Bob Kraft bought the team in 94 for $172 million. So he spent almost as much in free agency awesome. as he did on the team in 94. And for the most part, not every single person came through, but for the most part, it's been a very successful Who free agent class. Who has I would say that the one guy that really stands out is Jonu Smith. I thought he was going to do a lot more. Yeah, I mean, he's playing, though. It's not like he's, he's no, out he's there. No, he's playing. I just thought he, he, I thought he would have the numbers that Hunter Henry had. I no, expected I mean, that's what that. you expected? Yeah. I, I mean, I thought when they went two tight ends, it gives him a chance to be more versatile, and that's what John New Smith has done. And he takes a lot of the coverage, to be honest, because their number one receiver is Nelson Aguilar or yeah. Kendrick Bourne, right? So John New Smith is actually your number one guy, and they're taking him away, which is opening up Hunter Henry and the rest of these guys. So he actually is doing his job. He is. He's blocking a lot more. But like Hunter Henry has, to your point, in the red zone, he has oh, seven touchdown catches. Matthew Judon on defense Lights has a career high 10 and a half sacks. Kyle Van Noy coming back has been a key cog. Yep. Uh, JC Jackson, who, by the way, was an undrafted free agent, not part of the free agent class, but an undrafted free agent there in 2018, has six interceptions. How about God Chalk from Miami that they paid a bunch of money to yep. do the nose guy to stop the run? Like they they spent money to do things that you like you're like eh, I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't get this guy, no he comes in he does a job and they, especially for their system they knew that they're like okay we need this piece for this mm-hmm. this piece for that and they basically like puzzle pieced it together but that's what they've always done yeah they, they identify guys who don't flourish in other systems who can be successful in yep. theirs and they bring him in and but it's nine times out of ten they work out and that's where coaching comes in because we talked about coaching early on right that's where coaching comes in if you think about it i like you to do one thing i don't want you to do everything nope i don't need you to be super cam i need you to come in and stop the run i believe they call that do your job very simple <laughs> i need you to come in and, and this is what you have to do in this defense right yep. if your job is a set an edge you have to do it if your job is a rush the passer when it's time to do it you have to do it right linebackers Safeties. Everyone has a job defensively. Then offensively, look, Mac Jones. We're this is what we're doing. We're going to run the ball, play action pass. The ball needs to come out in this amount of time. This is the guy. These are the reads. Do your job. It's very simple. Sometimes when guys get paid, like Hunter Henry or Jonu Smith, you get paid a lot of money. People expect you to do everything. No, I just want you to do. We paid you for a reason. Even though, and this is what we have to remember. And I, I get caught up in it too. In free agency, it's a bidding war. So you have to overpay guys to get them. That's just part of the deal. I, I want to say John New Smith and Hunter Henry both getting offered money by the Jags to come down there, right? So you had to up your price a little bit to go and get them. And I'm sure other teams are offering them as well. But that price tag doesn't shouldn't affect how we want you to play. Because we gave you $90 million doesn't mean that we expect you to be someone you're not, right? It should be 
this is what we expect you to be in our offense or our defense, and then that's what we get. So you're buying the Patriots. You're, oh. you're, you're holding the Cardinals. I want to ask you about a few other surging teams right now, okay? And I'm going to ask you to pick one. So we have the Colts, who have been outstanding. We have the 49ers, Ooh. who have won three of their last four. And we have the Eagles, who have won three of their last four. If you're buying one of those teams to... The last team you said, the Colts, Niners, and who? Colts, Eagles. Niners, and Eagles. One of those three teams to A, make the playoffs, and, and who do you think has the potential to go the furthest? That's a tough one. Well, that's why we I think. I think, well, this is why you're here. Yeah, it is. So this is the thing. I think you should have put Minnesota in there because Minnesota is a team. There's certain teams I think people are scared to play. Mm -hmm. I think the Eagles, I think the Niners are probably the scariest team to play out of all those teams Um, because, and I would put them as one if I'm going to rank them, the Niners would be one because right now they're starting to figure out how to run the ball, right? And we saw what they were able to do when they could run the ball, right? And the funny thing is they're running the ball with a wide receiver now, which puts you in a complete bind because now you don't know what's going to happen. Okay, that becomes – so the Niners to me are number one. I would say the Vikings are number two. And the reason I put the Vikings number two is your boy Kirk Cousins, I know you love him because he played for your your squad. (laughs) He's playing – he's having his best year. Yep. Uh, And not only is he having his best year, they're running the ball well. They're efficient running the ball. They're explosive running the ball. And then you have to either pick who you're going to cover, Justin Jefferson – and or Adam Thielen. How do you want this? And then they have a tight end by the name of Conklin who gets open and scores touchdowns. And then defensively, they're starting to get pressure on the quarterback, rushing four. And that's scary. And they're starting to get healthy defensively, right? So that's scary in its own right. Then I would probably go to I'd probably go to the Eagles because of the way their quarterback's playing right now. Um, and what I mean by that is he'll eventually start throwing the ball more. But that these run these run option plays and the way he's efficient and then when he does run he can like score the big one, it becomes an issue. And then people will say, Why are the Colts last? Well, this is the thing. Eventually Carson Wentz is gonna have to win a game. He's gonna have to win one game. <laughs> he didn't win the Titans game. Right? Now you can run the ball and play great defense and do all that, but once you get into crunch time, you're gonna have to win. And Carson Wentz, if you look at all the teams I named, I talked about what? Their quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, if you're in the National Football League and you get in the playoffs, that position, the only team that really hasn't had to do that is Jimmy Garoppolo because they slapped the, the, the Packers in the NFC Championship game. But they, they can run the ball. In the AFC, it's different. People can stop to run the AFC. And if Jonathan Taylor doesn't have the day that he had against Buffalo, can Carson Wentz will you to a win? We know he can, he can throw a couple picks and then will you back into the game. He can do that. But can he will you to a win in the playoffs? He's taken care of the ball much better this year. Much, much better. He's I mean, on I pace saw him throw the few... pick to Tennessee, though. He did still has the Carson Wentz picks. He, he, not nearly as many as he had the he's, last few years. He's 18 touchdowns, the only three picks this year. Yeah, he, he's... Now, to your point, Cousins is 21-2, to two, best in the NFL. Yeah, Cousins has, been, Cousins has been off the charts yep. in terms of numbers. And, yep. by the way... The Vikings had, have led every single game at some point by, by seven points or more. You know, they have, of their five losses, I think four of them are within like five points or like yeah. four points or less. It's they, like 18 points or something I like mean, that, right? they had, they had the, the opening weekend against the Bengals that they lost was a field goal loss. Um, they've had, they've, had, they've they lost. lost by one to Arizona. They lost by seven to Cleveland. They lost by four to Dallas. They lost by three in overtime to Baltimore. Yeah. So they're in every single yep. game. Every single game. Every single game. But so, you could say that you know, there's there's seven to nine teams that have you know played one score games sure. in, in six of their nine losses. I feel like that happens a lot. So all right. So you're not really buying the Colts right now, despite the fact that Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in football at this moment. It's, it's not. It's not that I'm not <clears throat> buying them. I think the Colts can do it. But let's say if you play the Pittsburgh Steelers, who can stop the run? Let's say if you match up, let's, let's just go through who they, they say they match up against the Patriots. Is Jonathan Taylor going to be able to run on them? Oof. We just talked about how good their defense is, right? Like, like your quarterback eventually is going to have to win you a game. And like I said, I'm not, a, I've never been a big believer in Kirk Cousins, but the way he's playing, he can win. He won them the game against the Minnesota Vikings or against the Green Bay Packers, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't throw the ball much. But They're when not he even does, thrown twenty times a game there with him last when they mm-hmm. when they win if he throws 
If he throws 20, 22 times, that's where they want yep. him to be. Yeah. But when he does throw it, it's efficient. The ball's out. He's quick. When he has to hold and do all that, he's not good. And they're basically doing it with one, one wide receiver and one tight end who's been healthy half the year. Yeah, that's all they're doing. That's it. There's no other, like... Ayuk's nowhere. Yeah. Well, he's starting to show up a little bit. I mean, yeah, finally. With Philly. The Philly, the whole offense is ran through Jalen Hurts. Everything. Right? Everything. Everything. Right? So, eventually, if you're Carson Wentz, the offense is going to have to come through you eventually. Even though you can run the ball. So you're waiting for a regression to the mean. No, I'm just waiting to see him win the game. Okay. All right. Right? Like I said, the Tennessee Titans game is the last game I saw where he had a chance to win it, and he threw a pick. That I, same Titan team that just lost to the Texans, too. Yeah, right? yeah. I know. The, the, the same Titan team that lost mm-hmm. to the Texans. Well, we'll get into that in just a moment. Yes. We're going to talk about some of these games coming up, but first we're going to take a quick break. I want to tell you about my good friends at Viore. You've heard me talk about them for the past year and a half. The best-looking, best-feeling, highest-performing athleisure apparel on the market. Get ready for winter. we got these joggers, hoodies. If you live in a warm-weather city or you just want to bounce around the house in some shorts, I recommend the core shorts. Great for working out. Great for playing hoops. Yoga, Peloton, whatever you need. Uh, Viore has it. It's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod. You're going to get 20% off your first order. V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod. 20% off your first order today. If you're not going to order, just check it out. You've probably seen them everywhere. Love it. MJD loves it. Viewbar loves it. Get on Viore. Also, Greens Plus, a leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder in the first company to put that green superfood into a bar. Greens Plus bars and powders taste great. And it's the most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that key phrase here, nutritional insurance that your body deserves from organic, gluten-free, premium green superfoods. Available at Whole Foods, Amazon, or Greens Plus, we're going to give you free shipping and 20% off with the promo code HELI. That's greensplus.com. Back to the Helipod with MJD. Matthew Bubar sitting here as well. Game pick time. Our overall record has changed just a bit after a tremendous week for yours truly. Five and one. I only missed on the Bills last week. MJD hit the skids. Two and four. He missed Carolina, Seattle, Buffalo, and Las Vegas. So the overall record's right now 34 and 28 for the former NFL rushing champ and 36 and 26 for me. Are you embarrassed yet? Not at all. I, I, I told you I was aggressive last week. I lost all my fantasy leagues. It was just a bad week for me in general. So I'm going to go back and go undefeated the rest of the way. But it's okay. Like It's, it's not good for me to lead from start to finish. You got to have some adversity. Right, like the Bucks, so that I can bounce back <laughs> and win this thing. You I just want to say, this, this is the one segment I missed the most. Was the, was the didn't I tell segment. you this last year? I, 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 I told absolutely. you this last year, too, didn't I? Did and you I win won. I think I won year? it last year. So let's keep it going. We'll give you a little heads up. All right, we got Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. Uh, a threefer, a triple dip. And we mm. start with the worst game of the bunch. Uh, it's the Bears 3-7 and seven at the Lions 0-9-1. The total in this one, 41.5. So it's going to be a low-scoring game. Kick set for 12-30. Eastern time. Bears favored by three and a half on the road. I gave you the records. The combined record, 316 and one. And this is the third time in four years the NFL has shoved this matchup down our throat on Thanksgiving. Thank you, National Oh, Football don't League. be upset. The Lions yeah. always get it. This, well, yeah, they, they, they host the Lions always get it. It's a beautiful thing. They're five and fifteen. That's how beautiful it is over the last twenty years on Thanksgiving Day games. The running back's going off. DeAndre Swift, 130, 136 yards in his last two games. Uh, Goff might be coming back from that strained oblique. If not, it's going to be Tim Boyle again. Andy Dalton starting in place of the injured Justin Fields. I'm picking Detroit to get off the schneid here. I'm picking them 19-17. I like them to win at home. Um, I I feel like Dalton coming in, I don't think necessarily is going to be an upgrade over a healthy Justin Fields at this point in the season. And clearly the Lions are due, MJD. Yeah, I, listen. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if Jared Goff or the other guys there. Tim Boyle. Lion, Tim Boyle. Show him some respect. All that stuff. It doesn't matter. All I'm right. going the Bears. Did you see Darnell Mooney? He's special. He's yeah, good, ain't nobody covering good. him. He's special, right? Like, let's remember the Cleveland Browns. That game, they their receivers. They had to put Jarvis Landry at quarterback to try to throw the ball. That's how bad <laughs> it was getting. So, 
I'll take the Bears with David Montgomery. I'll take them with that offense. And then, to be honest, the Bears' defense did a phenomenal job against the Baltimore Ravens, who are probably one of the toughest run teams to stop. I, I think they do a better job uh, this week, and they, they go ahead and win this one. So give me the Bears. All right, game number two on Thanksgiving, Raiders 5-5 five and five at the Cowboys 7-3. Cowboys, big favorites in this one, favored by eight. Kickoff set for 4.30 Eastern. Amari Cooper going to be out with COVID again. He has to miss this one. He's unvaccinated. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has a concussion. They are optimistic that he's going to be back. The Raiders offense has fallen off a cliff. They haven't scored more than 16 points in their last three games. You know the last time these two teams met, guys? The last time these two teams met was the index card game. Remember that with Gene Stockton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out. I was going to say the last time I was there, we met them in uh, Oxnard and a little scuffle broke out. So, All right. <laughs> I want to take the Raiders here because I, I want to see them do well. Uh, the front seven, you know, you would look at this, say, hey, they have the ability to wreak some havoc. But the Dallas defense is no joke. I think Dan Quinn's group, uh, who held KC to one field goal in the second half, for the most part playing pretty well. I'm going Cowboys here 27-20. Yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys as well. I, I just The thing with the Raiders – it's like you had a great opportunity against the Bengals to really go out there and get after them. The Bengals' defense is nowhere near what the Dallas Cowboys' defense is bringing. Micah Parsons is phenomenal coming off the edge right now. Um, Defensive rookie of the year? Diggs. Yeah, like you, you got guys, man. They, they got some dudes defensively. And please believe Dak, they're going to run the ball with Zeke and get that play-action pass going. So I, I like the Cowboys in this one as well. Anything we're overlooking here, Bubar? No, just, I mean... The, I mean, the Raiders themselves, they need a win. They've lost three straight, but I just don't think they can get it done this week. I mean, I'm expecting what MJD said. I'm expecting the Cowboys to right the ship by just running the ball down the Raiders' throats. Yeah, I, I think you're right. All right, Bill, 6-4, and four, favored by 4.5 at the Saints. This is the uh, 8-20 primetime game. Saints, of course, Without uh, Jameis, Alvin Kamara has missed the last two games. It does not look like he's trending towards playing at this juncture. And Mark Ingram, limited yesterday, Monday in practice. He did not practice today. And they're going to be without tight end Adam Troutman. So you got a lot of key pieces on offense um, that aren't going to be there. I, Bills, the, the Bills are better than their record right now at 6-4. and four. Are they? I think so. No, you're never better than your record. Your record is what you are. That's who they are. Don't I, ever do that because you then you you're making excuses for poor play. They're an up and down team. They're fair six enough. Four. Fair enough. So I'm going to say this: their record at the end of the year, percentage wise, is going to be better than it is now. I'm picking Bills twenty four twenty. What are you going? Yeah, I'm going the Bills. I'm going the Bills because I don't believe in Trevor Simeon. I'm going the Bills because that offense is not going to is not helping anyone right now. You have no Mike Thomas. You have no quarterback, Alvin Kamara, like you just talked about. And if Mark Ingram doesn't play, you're just out there with dudes. Yeah. Well, you, you don't have real dudes. You have Jags. No, you don't have Jags. You have dudes. But just a not, guy. Not your Jags. But don't. But that's, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is the thing. Like, you have to make sure. And I'm saying this because if you're Sean Payton, you got you to gotta try to keep this locker room together. And it's not – it's tough. When you have guys out there that aren't, you know, like some of the interceptions you saw against the Eagles, your defense is on the field the whole time, eventually they are going to give up some big plays because they're on the field too much, right? And that's what I think is going to happen, especially that Bills defense after getting ran on like that. I don't see them getting ran on like that ever again. All right, so you're going Bills. I'm going Bills. Let's get to the Sunday slate. Three games for you here. Uh, Bucks at the Colts. I think I know who you're going to take here. Um, they the Bucks dominated the Giants on Monday night. The Colts have this three game win streak. Jonathan Taylor's been off the hook. Um, I like the matchup because I think like I think Tampa Bay's front seven is going to be able to counter what JT brings to the table just a little. I think it's going to be really close and not a high scoring game. I'm going Tampa twenty one twenty. Now you don't think it's going to be a high scoring game? I just don't. I See, I think I think I think the only way the Colts have a chance to win is if it's high scoring. That's what I think, um, and I'm I'm going to go with you. I like Tampa. I think they've kind of hit their stride in what they're doing. I think they're getting healthier. Um, Antonio Brown should be back this week. Um, Scotty Miller just got off of IR, so that's another speedster that you have to worry about, right? So they're starting to get healthier, and then all of a sudden last night Ronald Jones gets to running. So now you got you got guys you have to worry about a little bit. Um, I think um, for me, I, I like Tampa Bay. I like Tom starting to hit their stride and get going. 
And like I said, when you get down to it, it's whose quarterback do you trust more? And in this type of game, I trust Tom Brady more than I do Carson Wentz. Oh, that's why I can't wait to ring you up on the next game. Bubar, are we missing anything? No, just uh, Tampa Bay, two and three on the road this year. So it'll it be. It is weird. Yeah, they 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 haven't. Uh, yeah. They they've struggled a bit on the road. Undefeated at home, but two and three on the road. So we'll see what last road game. Uh, last two road games with their two losses. Huge road game for the Los Angeles Rams. And if you need a reminder, MJD works for the team. He is on their radio broadcast with JB Long, so he knows this team very well. They are seven and three, visiting the Packers, who are eight and three. This is a pick'em game, even, even money. Packers coming off that loss to Minnesota. The defense gave up 34 points. They're back home where they're undefeated against the spread. They're 4-0 against the spread this year. They're giving up 11 points per game at Lambeau. Matthew Stafford, your quarterback, historically has not played well at Lambeau. He hasn't played well the last couple weeks. He's been struggling big time the last couple weeks. I'm going to let you take this one first. I'm going to go Rams. You don't believe that? I do believe it. I'm going to tell you why I believe it. They just lost their, their left guard. To an ACL injury, so you have a backup left tackle and left guard, and we know as much as much as they everything is telling them to run the ball. Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers are going to try to throw that thing. We already know it. Let's just go out there and call it is what it is. Which means that you're going to open it up for Von Miller and Aaron Donald, or Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald, or all three of them to be able to get to your quarterback, even if it's off play action pass or not. Now they've struggled at off ball linebacker because. They traded Kenny Young to get Von Miller, and they've struggled in some of the running game. But I think A.J. Dillon, the running game that you're going to see from the Packers is completely different than what they saw in San Fran. Um, now, this is the other key. Jalen Ramsey's going to have to close and, and cut off Devontae Adams. But I'm okay with that matchup because I can double-team everyone else. And we can give Devontae a little bit. If you look at what happened the last time they played, Devontae had four catches for like 40-some yards and a touchdown. Did, J- did Jalen travel with him? He traveled with him. And the only time they got him was like on a – they like kept motioning them back and forth all over the place, and then he got in, right? So, to me, defensively, the Rams match up well against the Packers. Now, this is the key. Are you ready for this? Always ready. All of a sudden, Odell Beckham is in week two of this Rams offense. It ain't going to be day two of the offense, and then he has to play a game. It's going to be week two, and he's going to be thrown in to do more things. They're going to have more plays designed for him which is going to open up for Cooper Cup. It's going to open up for the running game a little bit more. Um, Tyler Higby. And, and please believe, their second corner can't cover Odell Beckham or Cooper Cup. So who are you going to go with? And I think that's where the, that's where the game's decided. Now, Matthew Stafford has to do a better job of protecting the football. Um, and the second interception against the Niners wasn't on him. It was more on Tyler Higby who dropped the ball. But the first one was completely on him. So you can't have those type of plays. But if... The, the Rams get on a roll, and I think you'll see them get on the roll this week after coming off a bye week. They're a little t- they've been a little tired. Um, I think that's going to be the difference. And you have to – this is the other reason. You have to win in Green Bay. You know why you have to win in Green Bay? Because if you win in Green Bay, all of a sudden you have a chance now to go ahead and beat Arizona and be the one mm-hmm. seed. You have to win in Green Bay. You can't lose in Green Bay. There is no – Green Bay can lose, and guess what? They'll still win their division. In order for you to get those those things you need to do, you have to win in Green Bay in order to win your division. And I think I think Sean McVay and their team, their team understands that. That's a big game wow. for the Rams. Big, big game for the Rams. Bubar, what say you, my friend? You know, I like that. I, you know, we just said Green Bay's 4-0 at home. The Rams are 4-1 on the road this year. So this is the something's got to give game here because Rams coming off the two losses in a row and, as we said, the Pack coming off that, that awful loss to the Vikings. If... Something's got to give, and I, it, I'm eager to see this game happen. This might be one. This might be one of the top two games of the week. Yeah, this is. I mean, this to me that this is the game of the week. Uh, yeah. I'm, oh, I mean, uh, hold on. Let me tell you my schedule here. Oh, give it to me. I'm gonna tell you. So, um, can't go home because my kids were kind of around someone who had COVID, so I have to be here. But I was gonna ask you if I can come for Thanksgiving. Come here. on. Yeah. I may. I may slide through. Oh, I might need an invite. I may slide through. Both you guys. Are more <laughs> we're going no, to a friend's house, so I'll just tell okay. them you're coming. Beautiful. <laughs> Make sure you no raisins and no like potato salad or none of that. All right. Oh. I don't want none of that stuff. Oh. You're not a raisin fan. Oh, I'm, raisins and potato salad. You know, who puts raisins and potato salad? White people. Yeah. <laughs> White people. But, but, That's but for a different said, podcast. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is, so I'm gonna be here. And so I'm flying Friday night to Chicago, stay in Chicago Saturday. And because we can't fly with the team, I have to drive from Chicago to Green Bay Ooh. and then drive back and then fly back Monday. So 
you know, it is important that the Rams win if I'm doing all that. That's all you, how far is Green Bay from Chicago? It's not far. It's like two hours, two, two and a half hour drive. Why don't you fly to Milwaukee? Because I want to stay in Chicago. Oh, that's fair. Uh, that makes sense. Chicago, great city. Yeah, it's a phenomenal city. Why Wife's from Chicago. It's a great place. Got yeah, I, want, I want to be in Chicago. Why? You know, I want to go hang out a little bit. But I'm saying that they have to win because I'm doing all this okay. in order to call their Putting dad. in that work. A lot of yeah. effort. It's a lot, a lot of, of effort on my part to get in there, Dan. I feel you, dude. I'm, I'm, and I'm actually disappointed. You're not cooking here in this beautiful house I'm of yours. I'm flying to Dallas to do the Baylor-Texas Tech game. And in order to make the coaches' meetings Friday morning, I need to fly out on Thanksgiving night. Oh. So... I will be, I will be leaving there. So it didn't make sense to host a thank, big Thanksgiving without Daddy. Fair point. You know what I mean? No. Uh, Stop it. All right, Titans and Patriots. This is our last one. Yeah, you know. What I'm oh talking man, about. this is. Listen, we just talked about all the great things that the Patriots have done the last five games during that winning streak. Titans kind of on the other end of the spectrum. They have the easiest schedule going out in the league after this game, uh, but they're playing without Derrick Henry. Uh, they had won six in a row. That was the longest streak in the AFC. Now that winning streak in terms of length and the longest belongs to the Patriots who've won five in a row. The common thought here is this. Titans just lost to the Texans. They're still without Derrick Henry. They're in trouble. But I present this to you, Maurice jones Drew and Matthew Bubar. I'm right here. Yes, sir. They had five turnovers against Houston. That's not going to happen again. How do you know? That's not going to happen. How again. do you know? The Tennessee defense held Houston to seven yards and zero first downs on their final six possessions. The Tennessee defense has been outstanding. Let me ask you a question. How do you know they're not going to turn the ball over anymore? It's not going to happen. How do you know that? Is A.J. Brown playing? I expect him to play. He had negative x-rays, so I expect him to be out there. on the But field. he looked like it hurt. It, looked, it did whatever hurt. It, did look like it, it was did hurt. hurt. Yeah. So we don't know for sure so yet. So we don't know for sure. No, we don't. And they're going against probably... Not probably the top defense in the National Football League right now with Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. To who? Who yeah. ain't out there? Nick Westbrook, Akina. Exactly. Anthony Ferkser. We got Ferkser at exactly. tight end. Exactly. Jeff Swain. Exactly. Michael Pruitt. And no disrespect to them, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so how do you know you're not going to turn the ball over? I know. Times? I would not anticipate. I don't know. Listen, I'm so not, you, I'm so not you think they will there. turn the ball over or just once or twice? I think once or twice. And here's what else I know. Vrabel has Belichick's number. He did, when he had Derrick Henry, for sure he did. Yeah. so That's the difference. They need to get some type of production from Deontay Foreman or Adrian Peterson or uh, somebody. They just released Adrian Peterson today. Adrian just, Peterson's gone. I yeah, did not see that. I wanted to just mention that since we thank, were on this game. I wanted to wait for that. Yeah, that. the Titans and released him today. Probably. Uh, they go pick up Philip Lindsay? Uh, Lindsay was just released from the Texans uh, as well, so that could be. Monitor but De- your- but Deontay, Foreman's been, Deontay Foreman's been looking not too bad in the last couple he, games. He's, he's been okay. He's had some moments, but they need to settle in on a guy. And listen, they have to. They're at their best when the play action's working. For the play action to work, you have to respect they're the run. At their they best, have to respect they're the at run. their best when the play action's working. And AJ Brown and Julio Jones are out there. Right. Not not play. Not just. Let's be honest. Ryan Tannehill is who we thought he was. No, I'm not. It, gonna it, go that it's far. true. You I'm have not to. Go the, that far. the one. He, the what one, happened? The, the one time he doesn't he have one bad game. But that's the one time they weren't all playing. He won bad game. To your okay. wi- to your wide receiver point, they did add Golden Tate to the practice squad today. Is that the, right? The Titans did. Yes. Okay, Golden. So, little little. I could see that being a nice addition, but eventually, right? It's like Odell. You don't. You can't just step in and pick up the offense. Although Golden's a very smart dude. Um, all right. So I am making this pick contingent on. This is what MJD does, and I hate when he does it, but I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'm making this pick. I don't ever do that. I, on I, AJ Brown be available. No, no. You either pick. <laughs> you did it with the Browns and Nick Chubb. No, and it ago. didn't work. You, I, and I told you, and then you were like, "Oh, it didn't well." You counted as a. All L. right, fine. You're gonna veto that. Yeah. I don't even need AJ Brown. I'm picking Tennessee to win on the road in Foxborough. They're six and a half point dogs. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Oh, that's a lot. I'm gonna go ahead and take. Um, I'll take the Patriots. You know me. Mm. I'm going with Mac Jones and them. All of a sudden, you're a Mac Jones fan. God, you're such a I'm not a Mac Jones fan. Let me just add, Titans 4-1 and on the road this year. New England, for as good as they are, 2-4 and at home this season. Is that right? 2-4 and at home this season. Not during this streak, though. Not since they figured out who they are. They figured out who they are, and they've been rolling cats. What are they during this streak at home? Say that one more time. So when's the last time they won it? They They lost at home. The last time they lost at home would have been against the Cowboys in week six. 
Okay, so... Now, since then, they have played two home games. They played the Jets in Week 7, whopped them. And then they played the, the, my Brownies in Week 10, whopped oh, them God, too. That that's what I'm trying to tell you. It ain't... It, it, all of a sudden, they figured out who they are. And that's where you get... That's where you're going to see a lot of this stuff that we haven't seen. Yep, three of, those five, three of those five wins in their win streak all on the road at Chargers, at the Panthers, and at the Falcons. So, their last three games... They've given up 13 points combined in their last three games. Yep. The Patriots have. They're 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 balling, right? Dude, now. I'm trying to tell you. That's why I'm not even mad at them. All right. Well, I'm going Titans. I'm kind of throwing that in there just to give you a little bit of a chance. I believe the Titans have a have a chance. If if you're if you, you were making me put a paycheck have. on it, I probably wouldn't you say. You're saying there's believe, a chance. You don't believe that they I have a chance. It. I believe it. All right, uh, Bubar, what, did we miss anything? Anything no, we got to get in I'm, there? Any we, new transactions that have come down in the last hour that we've been nope, taking this pod? Nope, we, nope, we got them all. We got them in there. We, uh, we let the fans know about, uh, about the Titans. Uh, Jets are going to start Zach Wilson. I think we might have known that already, but they are going to start. They're two backup quarterbacks on the COVID list. Yeah. They got it. Is he ready? And, he uh, has no choice, huh? And actually, the Niners did sign Devin Funchess. That's our, that's our other, because we were talking about, it's not the biggest signing, but because we were talking about the Niners and their lack of wide receiver play at times, it's just something to throw out there Dude. just to show a team, you know, so I'm gonna getting you better this. as the year goes on. This is on. what the Niners do. On first and second down, they're going to run the ball. You'd Maybe pay. with Debo, which, by the way, yes. I love what they did. With love Debo, it. sometimes with the running, it doesn't matter. And on third down, they're going to throw the ball to Kittle or Debo. Yep. You decide. Why not? They might even throw, start throwing to Trent Williams. Yeah, they did try to get Trent in there. <laughs> By the way, I do need to say this. Trent Williams is perhaps the most athletic left tackle in football. He did yeah. not look that athletic on that play. But you know who did? Who? Andrew Thomas. Oh. Who is not, he yeah. went up and caught high that point. thing. High point. He high pointed it. He did. With a- knee braces on. He did. That's a- pretty strong. Apparently, uh, apparently Trent was lobbying uh, the staff. Since, since they traded for Trent, one of the first things he did – when he got there, was he told Shanahan, you've got to throw me the ball once. You've got to let me do it. He's been begging him since they made the trade, finally but got it done. This is the problem, though. You can't, this is the problem. <laughs> and this is the best thing about the National Football League. If you're the starting left tackle and then you have to report eligible, people, the only team that's not going to cover you are the Bucks. Yep. <laughs> right? If, as soon as you report eligible, I'm like, bro, they're trying to get him the ball. Let's yep. go ahead and make this thing happen. Yep. And there's another stat for you. You know uh, Andrew Thomas has more touchdowns than Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney? Yes. For the Giants? Yes, that is true. That's why there's a problem. Yep. There's a problem in New York. You heard it here first on the helipad with MJD. Bubar in the house once again. Gotta we will love run it. it back for sure. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Be safe. Eat whatever you want, man. It's Thanksgiving. The whole week. Just just gorge. Let it fly. Yeah. You can work it off after. You got a couple weeks before Christmas, too. So then you got plenty of time. All right, boys. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Gents, happy Thanksgiving. MJD, good trip to Chicago. Yes, and then yes a good sir. Day. Safe trip to you to Baylor. Thank you very much. My first trip to By Waco. By the way, it's hard calling college games. There's so many people. like They rotate dudes and stuff. It's a lot. A lot of double numbers. By the way, yeah. when, you, when you're in Chicago, do me a favor. Get some Giordano's for me. Oh, all the there, time. Please. I'm going to get their salad, great salad, and then mm. I always get like a pizza with like pepperoni. Uh, you could stop right Italian there. sausage all in there. All you need is pepperoni. My man, right yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. See you, boys.